Blog Talk Radio. Hi there, I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older. And like I often say, if you are a grandparent, which many of us are, no doubt you know there's no greater joy than sharing a colorful, information-packed book with your grandchildren. So today's show is going to be another special treat that spans the generation. Our guest, Stephanie Warren Drimmer, is a frequent contributor to National Geographic Kids Magazine and a prolific author of books about science and nature for kids. But we are especially excited to have Stephanie join us today to share all about her brand new book for National Geographic Kids. It's called Jurassic Smarts, and you can tell this book is going to be a fun and fascinating romp down uh, look at those amazing creatures who ruled the earth long ago the dinosaurs believe me if you were a dinophile like i was this one is guaranteed to delight both you and your grandchildren boy do i want to find out more so welcome stephanie hi thanks for having me well, I, I think I alluded in the introduction, and we had a chance to chat before we went on air, but I was absolutely fascinated by dinosaurs as a kid, and I'm guessing you probably were too, and this must be so exciting to have this book out now. So a big congratulations from a former dinophile. <laughs> Thank you so much. You know, I've been doing these books for about 12 years now, and I've written about all kinds of things, but I had never gotten the opportunity to do a dinosaur book before this. So I was super excited um, to learn all about dinosaurs, and they are just even more fascinating than I expected. Truly one of the coolest science topics out there. I don't care if you're young or old. I mean, they are, dinosaurs are just cool. Well, and of course, you know, there has been, I mean, again, I'm back in the fourth grade, I had a slew of books that I would read about dinosaurs, the great thunder lizards, I like to call them too, but you've uncovered even more new and interesting facts, and before we get into the specifics of the book, I'm also interested in the amount of research it must have taken. Did you work with researchers at National Geographic Kids, or did you do it all on your own, and how long did this take? Oh, gosh. Um, most of these books take about a year to put together. Um, it's a lot of reading. I, I Like I said, it was my first book about dinosaurs, so I was going in fresh. Um, so I did a lot of a lot of reading of, you know, adult-level books for dinosaurs, and I also did a lot of interviewing. Um, there are a ton of cool interviews, actually, in this book, um, but I was able to talk to super cool people, um, one of whom is a paleontologist named Dr. Steve Brusati, um, he is the scientific advisor for the newest Jurassic Park movie, which I believe is called Jurassic World. So he is just a world-class expert. And um, it was really fun to be able to call him up and ask him, you know, questions that an eight-year-old might have, like, uh, could we have outrun a T-Rex? And, um, you know, have him give me his expert paleontological uh, opinion. Well, well, also, I, I have to say, on the cover of the book, it says that the book is written for dinosaur superfans. There's a ton of us out there. So uh, for my audience, who are grandparents mostly, uh, can you tell us what we might expect to find that we can share with our grandchildren in the pages of this wonderful book? 
Yeah, I mean, I can tell you for sure that whatever you learned about dinosaurs when you were growing up, uh, pretty much all of it was wrong. I mean, I am in my late 30s, and everything that I learned about dinosaurs is pretty much wrong. Um, for example, you know, we can start with what they what they looked like. So uh, dinosaurs are always depicted in textbooks as these scaly, lumbering animals. They're always kind of in earth tones, green and brown. Well, those colors were just guesses um, until relatively recently when we developed the technology to be able to actually figure out what color some dinosaurs were. Um, we can use electron microscopes to look into fossils and look at fossilized pigments um, that show us what color they were. Um, and what we're finding is that dinosaurs were not all green and brown and boring, although some of them were. Um, some of them were fantastically colorful. Um, for example, I'm thinking of one species in particular named Incornis. Um, it was a feathered dinosaur. It had black and white striped wings and a bright red mohawk on its head. So um, <laughs> I don't know about you, but that is not how I pictured dinosaurs looking when I was a kid. Absolutely not. And two, I, I'm sure there's a ton of new discoveries. I'm going to go back to an old crowd favorite, though, which was, of course, T-Rex. So have you found out any information about him? And was he the truly the di deadliest dinosaur around? So when I went into this, I was thinking, oh, I'm going to find a cool new favorite dinosaur that will be kind of you know, unknown and a dinosaur not a lot of people have heard of. And I did discover a ton of species that are underappreciated. But I have to say my favorite dinosaur was T-Rex. Um, <laughs> this was the largest land predator that ever lived. Um, it was about as heavy as an 18-wheeler. It had around 60 teeth, some as long as bananas. Its jaw was so big that an adult human could have fit inside. Um, and... If one T-Rex chasing you down isn't scary enough to think about, now scientists think that it's likely that T-Rex actually hunted in packs like modern wolves. Oh, my gosh. Jeez. Well, thanks. That's a, that's a nightmare coming up for me. Thank you. <laughs> Thirsting. Sorry. Well, of course, T-Rex, like I say, he, I, I'm, I'm glad to know that you are very fond of the guy yourself, and as so many of us are. But there's lots of other dinosaurs that came up. They weren't maybe quite as big as T-Rex, but they're equally as fascinating. So tell us about some of the newer ones we might not know about. You know, we're living actually in a golden age of dinosaur discovery. There is about a species discovered every two weeks right now, which is just unprecedented fast science. And so there are new species coming up all the time that you've never heard of or probably never heard of. Um, one of my favorites is named Therizinosaurus. Um, this was one of my favorites because it was so weird looking. So imagine a two-legged dinosaur just a little bit smaller than T-Rex, about 33 feet long, um, but it had a very long, thin neck like a giraffe. It had a big, bulging pot belly, and it had these absolutely enormous claws the size of baseball bats. They were the longest claws of any animal ever to live, as far as we know, on planet Earth. Um, they were so big and heavy that it's possible that this dinosaur could have sort of dragged them along as it walked. Um, and just the image of this big pot belly, long neck dinosaur with its 
dangling its enormous baseball length claws along is just I find very funny and cool to think about. Absolutely. And there's so many things that you just mentioned, but one of the things that excites me the most is the golden age of dinosaur discoveries. That just, I mean, they, you know, paleontologists have been around for a while. Isn't this exciting? Yeah. I mean, we tend to think of dinosaurs as sort of uh, been there, done that science, you know, we know all about them. Not true. I mean, we are just really beginning to, to learn about dinosaurs and, and how they lived and, how many amazing species there were. You know, um, dinosaurs lived uh, in every part of our planet from coast to coast. Um, We are now finding that they even lived in polar areas, you know, so we thought of dinosaurs as like cold-blooded lizards, but there's evidence that some of them lived in areas that may have even gotten ice and snow, Um, you know, mountains, valleys, riverbanks, everywhere you can think of that humans walked, dinosaurs once lived. And um, so there's just so much more to find out about them, and we're finding it out right now. Wow, Stephanie. Well, I could talk to you forever. I'm afraid our time is running out, but I do want to mention first the visual aspects of the book. It's just, it's colorful, it's fun, and the illustrations are amazing. I bet you were very pleased when you got your hands on the book for the first time. I I really was. I mean, you know, we talked about how dinosaurs didn't look they didn't they didn't look anything like what we were taught um when we were in school and the illustrations reflect that you know you've got uh t-rex like dinosaurs with feathers which is really how they were and um really kind of shakes up what we all thought we knew and, and gives you a, a cool peek into sort of the state of modern dinosaur research it's the, the illustrations are amazing and um yeah they're i love them <laughs> Well, and speaking of love, I have loved this conversation, Stephanie. This is, a, like I say, as a, as a dinophile, I think I'm going to renew my interest in the thunder lizards after talking with you and reading your book. Thank you so much for sharing all this wonderful science and nature and this amazing book with us. Oh, happy to me. Well, and for you listeners out there, especially your grannies and grandpas, please check out Jurassic Smart. You can tell from the conversation that we've just had, your grandchildren are going to love you for it because it is lively and entertaining read, and it's going to open their minds to want to learn more about those weird and wonderful creatures who once inhabited our planet. So until next time, this is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, saying I'll catch you later. Bye-bye.